0: I couldn't have dreamed up a better identity than just being able to pound the beef, as Pat Elfman likes to say. <laughs> I think there was a line in the locker room yesterday, Pat
1: said, has anybody seen my beef?
2: I think it's been all pounded today.
3: <laughs> yeah, we left it all out there in the field. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I say so. Well done. And welcome to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. Mark Rosen back with you as your host. And uh, Kirk, a lot to smile about after Sunday's victory, 34-14. to over the Oakland Raiders. I mean, it, it, it seems like the Vikings are honing in on a formula
0: which uh, could uh, carry you quite right through the rest of this re- regular season. Yeah, I looked at Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith late in the game on the sideline, and I just said, with the way you guys are playing defense and with the way we're running the football, uh, we're going to have a chance to be in a lot of games and win a lot of games. And, um, you know, that right there is a great formula to start play great defense and run the football and um, there's going to be moments where we're going to need to drop back and throw it a bunch, and we can do that, and we will do that. But, um, boy, if we can run the ball the way we have, really the first three weeks, especially the two home games, um, it's just it feels like a different brand of football than what I'm used to playing mm-hmm. in my other years in this league, and, and I have no complaints with it. I'll be happy to hand the ball off and watch 33 do his thing.
2: Not just uh, what you have seen, but I think, Basically, around the league. Uh, Dalvin's cooks, Dalvin Cook's uh, stats speak for themselves. 375 yards rushing, number one in the NFL. The next, uh, I think, the next run behind him is under 300 yards, but more from a commitment to the run, which is so unusual, as you mentioned, Kirk, for any team to say, this is the way we can win football games. That's kind yeah. of really old
0: school stuff. Well, one of the unique pieces, I noticed how many times in second and seven or second and longer yardage, or even after penalties, having first and 20 or second and, and long. Being able to still stick to the run and get to third and manageable, you know you 'd think if you 're in first and twenty and you 're going to run it twice you 're going to be in third and fourteen right, and we don 't want to be in that, but there were many times where we had first and twenty or first and ten, and we're in third and one, and third down with only one yard to go is a much different play call, much different stress on the defense than when you 're in third and seven plus so um, that I think was key being able to still call a run on second and seven, knowing that you 're going to get to a very manageable third down and um, love the way we just have stuck with it, and it's you know great to stick with when it's working, and it's been working.
2: Did you see um, as the game progressed? You get seven out of nine play action attempts for 107 yards, and and yeah, that's what Dalvin Cook can do. But did you see things opening up um, a little bit more as the game wore on? This is this is kind of your mo as, as Cook runs. You can have those opportunities. I think
0: so on first and second down, especially we're going to be able to run the football and then have our pass game hopefully look like. The way we run the football so that it all marries together and a defense from what they're seeing visually it presents to them the same way um you know again we'll have quick game and we'll have other ways of throwing the ball but uh i think your explosives and a lot of your great opportunities do come off to play action and the key is getting them at the right times protecting well and um and then making the throws but uh when you can hit them he can be pretty hard to stop if you're running the ball well.
2: When he hit it, he hit it hard with Adam Thielen on that bootleg left, which oh, yeah. opened things up right away.
4: Cousins, bootlegs out to the left, plants the foot, fires deep right, man, there caught. Thielen, five, touchdown!
0: Yeah, Adam did a great job running across the field. Initially, he got tied up a little bit in man coverage, and he did a great job separating late. and. Uh, a big key to the play was being able, when I came out of the fake, to have an edge. You know, many times a defensive lineman will take that away, and now you can't get outside and you have to dump the ball down to the flat or uh, throw it away. But because I got the edge, I was able to get out clean, set up, survey the field, and then allow for a long developing route to do just that and develop and brought him across the field. And he did the rest. And I love seeing when our receivers pull away and finish the play with a touchdown because. The, the defender chasing him does try to ankle-bite him, and he could have very easily tripped up at the three- or two-yard line, and now you're running your goal-line package mm-hmm, in, and you're hoping mm-hmm. you can pound it in. But to just finish the play there, leave no doubt, don't let him clip your ankles, get in the end zone, that was a great play by Adam. I, in
2: both home games, uh, Atlanta
0: and then uh, and
2: Sunday against Oakland, I don't think you've had to throw a pass in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, it's Would been you? unique. It's just not the way typical NFL games play out. They're, they're, this league is known for close games that come down to the wire that you can point to one play that makes all the difference. And our two home wins have just been, you know, we got out early. Our defense gave us a play. Our special teams gave us a play that kind of helped us get a head start. And next thing you know, we had a big lead. And we were playing from a, from a position of, you know, having a comfortable lead. And then that dictated play calling. That dictated the way we played. And and then, like you said, in the fourth quarter, because we, we kept the pressure on them, uh, we had a commanding lead and now it was just about let's let this clock get down to zeros as fast as possible. And, you know, the Green Bay game, even in that game, we ran the ball well, but it was a much closer game and so it had a different feel to it. But it still feels like a really small sample size because these three games have been a little bit atypical. And the more we can get out and play, I think the better we're going to get a feel for who we are and where we really need to get better. We've had some
2: discussions the last couple of weeks about, uh, Irv Smith, uh, Jr., the, your, your rookie tight end. And thinking, well, he's still kind of learning on the fly here a little bit. I think we saw on Sunday, yeah. uh, a, a small sample size, but, the talent that he has, the speed he has, getting him isolated, maybe on a linebacker, and what that can mean to your entire offensive scheme as the season progresses.
4: Kirk Cousins under center, seven-step drop. Whips it over the middle, caught by Irv Smith. And the rookie is upended in Raiders territory at the 37-yard line by safety Carl Joseph. That is a 20-yard reception for Irv Smith. The longest of his career.
0: Yeah, the one football thing is starting to become a difficult piece. Uh, It's a cliche line to say, well, there's only one football to go around. And I've said it before, I've been on teams with really good players, but usually we did spread it around a fair amount. And yet on this team, because you have Irv, because you have Kyle Rudolph, I believe strongly what Tyler Conklin can do at the tight end position. Then you have Diggsy and Adam. And uh, what we do with Dalvin running the football, it is getting tough to get everyone involved. And there's, it, sounds, it seems like there's going to be somebody at the end of every game who the media is going to ask me, hey, why didn't they get more involved? Or, hey, what, you know, we notice this person now, like a Tyler Conklin suddenly has a big game. Uh, can you explain that? And so I go into games not knowing who it's going to be. But knowing that it could be any one of those players I named, I mean, I even think of Mike Boone, what he did in the preseason, what he did late in the game on Sunday, there's no reason he can't have a big bust-out game with some big runs, because we know he's shown it and can do it, but there's only one football, and you know, we got to call the best plays we can with the best people we can and, and see who that hot hand is each week.
2: We're going to hear from some of your offensive linemen in a little bit here, but there's one player on this team that doesn't get the recognition that I know, and Ben Lieber talked about it on the radio, C.J. Ham. Yeah. He leveled, the, I think it was on, on, on Cook's run, just leveled the, uh, one of the linemen for the yes. Oakland Raiders. And how yes. important is he to the big picture of what you want to do?
4: Toss right, Dalvin Cook gets a block from C.J. Ham. Cook, right.
0: Well, when you have a fullback, you know, because you could get any big guy to just go run into people, so what, what makes a true NFL fullback is a very versatile athlete, and it's someone who can block, it's someone who can catch, someone who can run the ball if needed, who can pass protect, and it really takes a complete athlete to be able to do that, and that's exactly who C.J. Ham is, and that's why I love his background as a true running back, because he has the athleticism to carry the ball if need be and to do some other things in the pass game, but he also can bring the hammer when it comes to, to, the, to lead block, no pun intended with his last name there. So.
2: We'll get back to the game in a minute, but there was a moment. Uh, we've all stood through, I don't know how many countless national anthems, but it was a special one yesterday. Yes. Uh, a 96-year-old World War II veteran, Pete Dupree, playing the, playing the harmonica. I mean, chilling is the only word I can come up with. From your standpoint and your teammates' standpoint on the sidelines, what was that like?
0: Well, Jake Browning said to me at the end of the of the game, he said, when he, when that National Anthem happened, I said, we just won the game. And I said, I don't know about that. I think we had to go out and play, but I hear what you're saying. It was a special electricity in the air. I think it got our crowd going all the more. Um, the reality is there just aren't as many World War II veterans around anymore. And And when I was growing up and read about the greatest generation, uh, You know that those were your grandparents, and you know my grandparents have all passed and and you 're unfortunately watching that generation pass and I think much of what our country is and the great things we stand on comes from the the fiber of those people and that generation and what they what they learned in their young years fighting in World War two and what that brought out in them so to have someone like that there um, playing the harmonica, giving everything he has to support our country, it was just a confluence of, of things that uh, stirred something in me. And... Um I thought whoever, whoever had the idea to bring him in deserves a raise, because that was a great idea.
2: Uh, Talking about performing under pressure. Uh, that, that was yes. extraordinary. And, and as uh, I thought about my dad, who landed at Utah Beach. Wow. Uh, when I'm watching him, and I, I got goosebumps as well. So uh, hats off to that hmm. young 96-year-old uh, for that national anthem. Listen, I want to uh, break down um, one particular drive, uh, if we could. Uh, I think it was called, this is called Under Center with Kirk Cousins. The opening drive of the third quarter after the Vikings defense stopped him three and out. And you started in your own eight-yard line. In fact, you had to go back a couple of yards after an illegal block penalty. So the, the key play to me, first of all, you ran, you scrambled up the middle for six yards, which yes. was a, a, a move that puts you in position, again, to, sh- to shorten that third down play. Yeah,
0: if you watched the film, Adam had a good chance on a deep ball there, and that's a play you you really want back. When I came out of the fake, I saw what appeared to be double coverage on Adam But the safety didn't end up playing over the top. He kind of allowed Adam to get behind him. And then at that point, Adam had a chance at a big play. But I got off of him, looked for Digsy on the crossing route. They had really doubled him as well, and it wasn't looking good. And so at that point, I didn't feel like I had an outlet. I'm in my own end zone, and I just wanted to climb and get as many yards as I could. And it got us back to a second down and manageable. And. And from there, we were able to pound it. But they
2: always talk about moving the change. You had a third and six from your 12-yard line. This is where John Gruden talked about after the game. We can't get good field position. He was very upset. Yeah. Well, if you don't allow them to, that's a big thing. That was, and again, these are the plays that matter. A pass in the, in the, in the, the, the Thielen in the slot out on the
0: left side and Move the chains. Yeah, it helped to be able to, to be in third and six and not third and sixteen because third and sixteen that route doesn't move the chains. And Adam did a great job threatening the corner so that the corner couldn't squat on the route. Made an unbelievable catch. The ball was left too far inside. He adjusts to it and shows why he's Adam Thielen. And uh, that was big. You know, at that point you could feel coming out of the half is, is are they going to get the momentum back? And uh, we didn't want to punt to them and give them a short field. And to be able to get that conversion, keep our drive going. And if nothing else, be able to change the field position a little bit. I think that third down had a big impact on the momentum of the second half.
2: You got the ball to your 48-yard line, then you hit to Irv Smith on a 26-yard pass. And again, seeing something on tape, looking at Irv Smith's progress during practice, that gave you the confidence to go to him in that situation?
0: It was great to see his separation. Um... You know, when he caught that ball, there's nobody within five yards of him. And I think that says something about his athleticism when you can separate like that. And then as a quarterback, it's a lot easier from a stress, stress level standpoint to throw to someone who has nobody around him than to throw to somebody in a crowd. So I love to see the way he sold that route to the inside and then came back out and um, made a great catch. And, and uh, those big gains are important.
4: Hand to Dalvin, spurts through the line of scrimmage to the 30, angles to the left to the 25, spins to the 20, Dalvin Cook with some tough love running down to the 16-yard line for a run of 15, and a Minnesota Vikings first down.
2: Endless superlatives when it comes to talking about Dalvin Cook's running style and his ability to make people miss. I don't know how many ankles he broke on a 15-yard run that he had, but um, from your perspective, it must be fun just to (laughs) take a look and be a spectator when he's taken off like that.
0: The, The theme I'm seeing is the first guy doesn't bring him down, and it's because they don't seem to get a direct hit on him. They seem to clip his feet or his ankles, and he just finds a way of... You know, even sometimes the second guy can't bring him down, and that usually is the mark of a great back. Is when it's the third guy that has to actually bring him to the ground, and um, he he is an elite running back. Combining that with an elite scheme, it's a beautiful beautiful marriage. And
2: and he's getting some uh, breaks on the sidelines because Alexander Madison has an opportunity yeah. to do something, and, and uh, I think his track. Uh, background helped in that leap yeah. into the end zone, but what a what a weapon he's become, and what a confident young rookie he's
0: become.
4: Alexander gets the carry, room up the middle inside the five, touchdown, Alexander
0: Madison. Well, I think he's running with great pad level and body lean and, and the right intentions. And he showed his athleticism on the touchdown run with his ability to leap over the defender. And, um, you know, he's still young. He's a rookie. He's learning. He's every week he's picking up something new, but, uh, it's great to see him build confidence as he has more and more carries. And, um, you're going to need somebody to spell Dalvin. It's unrealistic to expect Dalvin to carry the ball 30 times a game, especially for 16 games and hopefully more. And so you're going to need a, you know, a one-two punch. You're going to need someone to give them a break, and that's Alex and also Mike Boone. I think both of them can carry that load when they need to.
2: Stick around. We've got some of your best friends coming in studio next wait. to talk about uh, the victory over Oakland and getting ready for the Bears from the offensive linemen for the Minnesota Vikings. Stay with us here on Under Center with Kirk Cousins. And welcome back to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk, we got three guys in studio here with us that uh, are responsible for keeping you healthy and upright and happy on Sundays. Uh, I'll let you do the introductions because they're your best friends right now.
0: That's right. Every every week we try to get a guest from the team. And with the way we started the season these first three weeks, running the football, protecting the quarterback, I thought, why not just get the entire offensive line in here? Well, unfortunately, Riley Reef was too cool for us. Oh he literally said... I don't have a face for podcasts. But we have three of the chosen five. We have Pat Elfline, we have Brian O'Neill, and Garrett Bradbury. Guys, welcome to the show.
3: Wow, what an honor it is to be on this show with you, (laughs) Gert. Unbelievable.
5: Really happy to be here.
0: We are thrilled to have you here. I know it's kind of frowned upon to be in the media and self-promoting. and so Just so you know, your quarterback asked you to do this. You guys aren't glory hounds. We understand that. And uh, we appreciate you being here. But more importantly, we appreciate what you brought to the table yesterday and these first three games. I think we're tied in the NFL uh, for sacks allowed uh, and, uh, first, and, and we're also uh, nice. leading the NFL in rushing, I believe. So outstanding starts of the year, guys, and uh, obviously that has a lot to do with, with the three of you.
3: Oh, well, thanks, Kirk. <laughs> you know, couldn't do it without you as, as well. You know, it's a group effort, so... Um takes all five, takes all 11 on the field. What did Everybody. you
0: notice yesterday in the game? You know, you told me early on, I think it was Friday's practice, you saw me at my locker and I was kind of sitting going through some things and you said, you could tell something was bothering me and I just said, I don't know, I just don't feel like I have this nailed down yet. And you said, I, I think we can get after him.
3: Yeah, I was like, let's just run the ball every play. <laughs> if we could, as long as it's You had
0: working. a good feeling on Friday afternoon when I was leaving the building and that made me feel better. Yeah. And I kind of thought, I don't know what he sees that... But he was right. He he got after it from the first play to the last. Ran the football, yeah. even in four minute. When I thought, you know, in four minutes, they're going to load up to stop the run, and then next thing you know, it was two three big runs. And we were down in the red zone. Yeah. Did you guys sense anything? Did you sense anything going going against the nose guard or? No, I mean I just I mean when you, when you get in a groove um, and start
5: running the ball, start wearing them down. I mean the system, like we talked about earlier, just when you get to that third fourth quarter and they get more tired and and you get energy, you feed off of their. Their tiredness with their hands on their hips, and obviously had a great game from um, Brian O'Neill here to my left. I uh, actually got a game ball. Wow, that's really Yeah. 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 In the game nice. ball. yeah,
4: on the road, the division champs we get to play. All right, come here, Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> come on, get <laughs> <come on. laughs> Hell yeah, both of you two. One, two, three, one, two, three, five. You got it. Where will you
0: display that
1: game ball? Uh, I mean, first of all, I appreciate it. Appreciate coach for doing that. But uh, to be honest, I'm really excited about this game ball because I live with uh, one of our linebackers, Ben Gideon, and we have like all of our any whatever trophies that he's gotten with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. He was special teamer of the year one year. Um, his Michigan helmet, my Pitt helmets, up there. Mm-hmm. And there's a hall of fame, and there's about ten game balls, uh, like on display. All Ben, and nine of them are Ben. <laughs> there's only one of mine from last year. So every time we have people come over and. They check out the house and whatnot. Everybody's like, where are all your balls? I'm like, oh, well, the only one I have is right there at the bottom. So we're going to take one of his down and put one of mine up.
0: Sometimes. I like it.
2: I like it. Well, it's it's quite an evolution for you guys to see uh, this running game, which is unusual in the national football Like Maybe I'll be, kind of speak to how it started, maybe even back in uh, OTAs to where you are today and with Gary Kubiak's influence and, and – uh, and what it's like to, to to block for Dalvin Cook? I mean, my goodness, uh, this kid is
5: ripping up the the NFL right now. Dalvin's special. I mean, yeah. we know going into each week that uh, we don't have to give him a lot. Uh, whether it's just a little crease, whether it's a little opening, the first or second guy's not bringing him down, and so we just we go out each week knowing that if we get that second level extra effort block for him it can be a 75-yard touchdown. And he, he tells us every week, I mean, no one said we can't score on the first play of the game. And we truly <laughs> like that. And we truly believe <laughs> I that, heard that we, truly believe that, that we yeah. can with, with him back there and if we, if we handle our
2: job up front. Without getting too technical uh, from a fan's perspective, how, how different is it, the blocking schemes, than what we've seen here in the past with Gary Kubiak's influence? And is it more like an orchestrated, I mean, it seems like you guys have to be in concert with each other and that's what we're seeing it's just a beautiful thing to watch when it unfolds and the commitment to the run that you guys have on this team right now
1: yeah i mean i think in my mind comparing it to last year not to live in the past or anything but you know there were certain things that we wanted to hit we wanted to hit a little bit of this we wanted to do a little bit of that we kind of tried to touch on a lot of different techniques and schemes and try to be balanced per se in terms of how we were running the ball and this year, for us, it's been a lot more streamlined of this is how we're going to do things. And we're going to wear them down by doing what we do and doing what we do well. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that go into that, mm-hmm. with different motions and shifts and blah, blah, blah. But um, sticking to our guns and being able to say, hey, this is who we are and what we're going to hang our hat on um, is definitely, you know, more present this year than last, in my opinion.
0: Having an identity helps knowing what you do well, what you aren't going to major in. And playing to your strengths, it really helps. And I think the first three weeks of the season, you learn your identity. I don't know that, you know, three weeks ago, to be fair, I didn't think we were going to be number one rushing the football after three weeks or number one in sacks allowed, but you learn about your team as you go. And I think now we can start to say, hey, this is going to be what we're going to lean on. This is who we want to be. Dalvin Cook running the football outside zone. and I, th- I, I couldn't have dreamed up a better identity than just being able to pound the beef, as Pat Elfond likes to say.
3: <laughs> I think
0: there
1: was a line in the locker room yesterday, Pat said, Has anybody seen my beef? <laughs> I think it's
0: been all pounded today.
3: <laughs> yeah, we left it all out there in the field. I'd <laughs> say so. Well done. Yeah, yeah it was now, a good
0: day. I, when we were in the hotel Saturday night, uh, we're getting our late night snack meal when meetings ended before heading up to our rooms. You know, and the the butterflies are starting uh, as we're getting closer to the game day. And Pat's got a hat on. And I can tell that the hair in the back of his, underneath his hat in the back, mm. is pretty long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm. the hair on the sides around the ears is awfully short. Arf. And I looked at him. I said, Pat, did you get a haircut today? And he said, <laughs> matter of fact, I did. I said, did you get a mullet? And I could tell the hat. He wasn't really ready to show the world. But he's, he said, you caught me. I did. And so he he took off his hat and showed me the mullet. Right. I don't know if you might want to show it right now, yeah, but we'll yeah, this is
2: radio. But we got this uh, on oh, <laughs> video as well. Oh, it's wow. a
0: it's a baby wow. mullet. He calls a oh, young yeah. mullet. It's a young mullet. It's, it's, young mullet. it's not there yet, but no. he's working on it. Yeah, so, you're gonna yeah, let it go. I couldn't be I'm more proud. Let it
3: go at the moment. It's yeah. Going, yeah, It's yeah.
0: funny he said he's gonna let it go
1: at the moment. <laughs> you know, I've wondered how long <laughs> he's gonna commitment. let the mullet go. Commitment right there. I know he has a big day coming up in April next yeah, year. Yeah, what's going on in April? Yeah,
3: so, I I don't want to steal his thunder, but he'll, he'll let you talk about it. I'm getting married in April, and I don't know if the mullet is invited. I think Emily that. will let you wear it. <laughs> she might let me. She likes it. She's all about it right now. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, I well, think, I'm all about it, too. The mullet's back, right? I, think the I don't mullet think is it back. ever left. It never left. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a young mullet at the moment, but... It's growing each day, one day at a time. Whoa, look at that mullet. Wow. wow. Now, uh, we're, wow. we're
2: taking a look in studio here right wow. now. On, uh, if you're listening in the radio, it's a little different, but maybe you can catch That's it uh, the, on, the, on our videos, Vikings Entertainment Network. Uh, we got Kirk Cousins Kirk. Uh, wearing a mullet, Kirk a projected Kirk. mullet. Guys, what do you think? Is that is that a winning, winning look? What do you think? Pat had a great comparison. Yeah.
3: So I'm a big Joe Dirt fan.
0: There it is. That's it right there. <laughs> That's
3: Kurt Dirt. Kurt
0: Dirt. K-I-R-T or
3: yeah. U-R-T? K-I-R-T and then D-I-R-T. The last D-I-R-T. Man, D-I-R-T. Dirt. Don't <laughs> no. try to church it up either. Well, Kurt also I started, I think up, you son.
2: started the season. At least When I first saw you, you were clean shaven. Now you get got the beard going. Yeah. But uh, there's some thoughts that perhaps we could go to the ryan fitzpatrick beard oh wow, Ooh, wow. No, we're on our That's way sure. there. what do you think? Oh, is this, is this a is look so make it even
0: meaner looking so we were sitting in the cafeteria one evening at the end of a long training camp day probably a week and a half into training camp and adam and garrett really with no context just looked at me and said you would look good in a beard we were just talking about this you should grow a beard and i said well i've, I've had a beard before no. mm-hmm. i can grow one back so i did well that was early august so i'm still going here at the end of September, and I don't really know when to stop. I'm kind of waiting for Garrett and Adam to tell me to, to shave it, I guess.
5: Where they go until I hear... If we could have that beard with the Kurt Dirt look, <laughs> I mean, we're going to win a lot of ballgames. <laughs> that's, that's where now, my The other bad. point
0: is, while we were sitting in the cafeteria that day talking about whether I should grow a beard or not, you were pounding a bag of chips. Speaking of. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at you and I said, like, what is your deal with these chips? And yeah, just tell the world your fascination with these chips. You know, something, I think a bag of garden
5: salsa a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> so I don't know. We just kind of bonded over garden salsa garden chips. Garden salsa early and in sun camp. chips became your thing. Yeah, and so in camp, when you need to replenish all the nutrients when you're practicing and working out. At the end of the it's day. Just, yeah, it's just a little bright spot in your day. It is a bright spot in a long so training sun, camp sun day. Sun chips, garden salsa, 100% whole grain. Yeah, those are <laughs> good. What, what good is chips. your
2: uh, caloric intake, you guys, for, in the course of a day? I mean, it, it's trying to keep your weight up and uh, nutritional. I mean, there's all sorts of choices you have here in the cafeteria, healthy choices, yeah. but
5: uh, what's your weakness uh,
2: besides these chips?
5: Some <laughs> chips. I mean, 210 <laughs> calories is, is really good. So, <laughs> whole grain, good, good, good quality energy. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I don't count calories. I just. Eat I, kind what you of, want. I kind of follow Pat's lead. He just pounds a lot of beef, and so I try and he? try and yeah. do what he does. It's worked for You <laughs> Guys are so.
2: steak eaters and beef
3: and ice cream usually. Ice cream. Oh man, yeah, ice cream, yeah, beef, <laughs> ice cream. Um,
1: <laughs> Pat will actually be mad at me if I don't eat a bowl of ice cream the night before a game. Sure, he like, sure. ask well, me every Saturday night if I had ice cream, and if I don't, he's like upset. So mm-hmm. I make sure that I get, get a bowl your ice and cream. I let him know you you that I'm eating. Yeah. But this yeah. past Saturday, Garrett made a little like healthy. Milkshake kind of deal. I saw did, that. Yeah. Did I saw like that. Like ice cream, protein powder, bunch of fruit, bunch of spinach. Wow. It's green. Yeah. Yeah. Butter, yeah, chia seeds. Chia seeds. Good. Great. I felt good yesterday, so I might have to keep that going. Garrett's, uh, Garrett's what about before?
2: Sure. Uh, you know, like noon kickoff. What? Do you just have a regular breakfast? What, what's kind of is it individual <coughs> thing? Do you have a shake? Do you have a big breakfast? What do you, what do you just like? to do? Back
5: to beef and ice cream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just, I hit a 12-ounce porterhouse at yeah. 9 a.m. They have filets there <laughs> <If it laughs> ain't is, uh, They actually they do have filet
0: broke. mignon for breakfast well, Seriously, Yeah, the hotel uh, mass produces filet mignon yeah. For breakfast if you yeah, want hey,
2: Breakfast of champions so Mass beef at the hotel
3: um, Usually some eggs, some yeah. potatoes mm-hmm. I always try oh, to you know. find
0: Brian Granola. At breakfast because Brian's my ride to the stadium So really? I didn't know when, that, I, when I you know, sit down for nice. breakfast I just make sure I keep an eye around Looking for Brian and Usually try to bum a ride off him. Ride Today, The other day, I got to ride a shotgun. Mm. The week before that, the home game before that, I had to ride in the back. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> I saw you after the <laughs> game on Sunday,
2: and you were in a van.
0: Yes. Is that your van? Yeah, that's our family van, the gray van I got for my grandma. That's, that's the one. Uh, what year is that? It's a 2000, and so it's old. It's sweet. It's, it's, it's got like, about 140,000 miles like, on it's it. It's like, what is cousins doing in this... That's bad. My wife wants to sell it and then get a 2020 version uh-huh. nice. of it. But I said, well, I mean, I like the 2000 version. So it we'll yeah. see who wins. And
2: listen, we'll take a break. Come right back with, with these characters as well. Talk more about the Minnesota Moving Company and getting ready for the Chicago Bears. Stay with us on Under Center with Kirk Cousins. And welcome back to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. Mark Rosen, your host, along with uh, Garrett Bradbury and Brian O'Neill. Pat Elfline, Riley Reef's a no-show, so <laughs> <laughs> we've already discussed that. But, uh, Garrett, we were talking about Pat uh, getting married next uh, next year and whether the mullet will make it. Uh, I yeah. understand you had a special proposal right here at TCO yeah. with your girlfriend up on the Wilf deck. Is that right? That is how that work for you? Yeah,
5: so it was a pretty busy weekend. It was my first NFL game, I figured... Um, Proposing to my girlfriend was gonna be the most nerve wracking thing in my life, so it would have made the game Sunday just a breeze. So um, <laughs> had about like thirty five friends and family fly in, had kind of a huge engagement party, and they were all at my apartment, so kind of had to get away from there to do it. And um, what better place than TCO? Um, <laughs> so the That's she wonder yeah. <laughs> she, the it's she wonder what was up when. Uh, got so over- yeah, I, I dragged her over here because I she comes with me at night to make coal- I make cold brew for the o line.
0: He's a true um, servant. Yeah. Wow! Just, yep. That's what nice. the guys want. So yeah.
5: come over here, soak some cold brew overnight um, for about 24, <laughs> 12 to 24 hours. Um, obviously, the longer it soaks, the uh, better it takes. Stronger, <laughs> stronger, <laughs> yeah. stronger it is. Yeah. And so <laughs> brought her over here and, and did it, and then went back and had, had a good party and, and obviously won the game. So it was, Sweet. it was a special weekend. Yeah, I bet. I bet
0: it was. So jumping back to the game from Sunday, Uh, We called a quarterback draw on the five-yard line.
4: Cousins shotgun, short drop. Cousins runs up the middle, five. Hit at the two by Joseph, and Cousins is stood up at the one.
0: And I knew with my athleticism and speed, or (laughs) lack thereof, that was a little far out. I'm a little more comfortable from the two or the three, but we call it from the five. And, uh, yeah, the seas parted initially. Yep. I didn't really follow the double team that I needed to follow after watching the film. I probably could have saved myself a hit. Right. I see the safety one on one at the goal line, and I'm thinking, this is what Dalvin Cook has to do <laughs> every play. And I thought I, I don't really want to slide. I'm in a crowd. A y- every yard here is precious, so I just tried to lower my shoulder and be a football player. What did you guys think of that play?
3: I thought you you pounded the beef there. Was, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were selling out. I thought you. I saw it in your eyes. It was like, gritty. Yeah. It was very gritty. gritty. Yeah. I Blue collar. Anything the to earn your respect. Even guys. though yeah. you didn't get in, like the act of you doing that <laughs> fired me up. Yeah. Okay. Got me fired up. Well,
0: then we got in, I believe, the next play. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all part of the yeah. process.
3: It was worth it. It was worth it. Uh but yeah, you like to get after it a little bit, Kirk. I you do, know, mostly on ball. quarterback
0: sneaks. Quarterback sneaks. Occasional man coverage, yeah. I'll take off if nobody's open. And then obviously your your red zone quarterback draw. Right. We love
5: all the rushing yards.
0: That's right. They they it. all count, right? Yeah, it all all, they all count. Doesn't matter who does them. Nope. No,
2: nope. Sorry. Pat, were you concerned they were going to call? Uh, there was originally a flag on, on on Cook's touchdown, right? Yes, there was. And everyone up in the press box going, "Oh, what happened?" And people were speculating you got called for uh, block behind the back or something, or what? What, did, what? What was the interpretation? And you looked at it on film. Yeah, there was no penalty. There was no penalty on film. Clean play.
3: Clean block. Um, I think it, they were thinking it was a uh, high low block. Ah. Between um, the center and the guard, Garrett and myself. Um, but I thought it was clean, and I, th- I think we scored on that play, right? We did. We did. We scored. So, yeah, it was a good block. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the refs had a long conversation, decided yeah, to pick yeah. up the I was flag. There too. I said thank I was, goodness, I was calm, and ran no, to the
3: sideline. I, I was in their ear a little bit, too. I was like, hey, yeah. man, that's a clean block.
0: You clearly made a persuasive argument because they picked up the flag.
3: Right. So. They listen to me. What's most... the
0: deal with the penalties around the league in general? I just feel like not even in our games. I'm watching t- in, on TV and it's just one flag after another, and it's a stoppage and a stoppage. Yeah. And it's just It's got to be tough for you guys to try to understand what you can do, what you can't do, what right. you can get away with, what they're trying to emphasize. you always got to keep your hands inside. I think I saw a uh,
3: um, a stat yesterday that holding, offensive holding penalties were up like 60-some percent. Wow, from clearly a point year. of emphasis. Clearly a point of emphasis. So you just really got to lock in on, on your technique, keep your hands inside. Um, if anything gets questionable, you got to let the guy go. Yeah. So you don't want uh, you know, penalties. They'll really kill your drive. They'll take momentum away. So anything to, to avoid those. So keep your technique tight, hands inside, and... I know, don't even give a, the, ch, the ref a chance to call it on you. Get your
2: guys' thoughts about uh, a guy named Khalil Mack. I mean, he's kind of everywhere. Uh, now with the Bears, and, and we know what his impact can be, but uh, you got your own assignments, but you, are you always cognizant of where, where that man is? We'll start with you, Garrett. I guess you're going to get your first chance to look at him.
5: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think every player in the NFL is, is a special player, and one thing I've I've learned the in just the three weeks I've been here is the most important thing that I need to do is focus on me, focus on my mm-hmm. technique, mm-hmm. Um, my assignment, each play, and then and then you get into individual studies of of players. And but I think everything starts with ourselves. And and I I think Brian could, could he blocked uh, Khalil last year, so yep. I think he can probably touch on this a little bit better. I'll
2: let Brian take it from there. Absolutely, you you watch this man on tape and you go um, hmm. You kind of nonstop motor. Got
1: to have a plan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to know where he is. He's a phenomenal player, has all the tools, smart, athletic, fast, physical, loves the game. Um, he's got it all. There's a reason he's had the success he has. Um, but, you know, you can't let the last name beat you. Is something that Riley's kind of tried to tell me all throughout last year and this whole offseason is, yeah, he's a good player, and I'm very aware of that. Anybody who watches football is aware that Cleo Mack is a great player. But that just that he wears number 52 for the Bears. You can't change what you do drastically just because everybody says how good he is. Everybody says how good he is because he is good, but he still has to make the plays, and we're still going to be there to try to stop him from doing so. That's
0: well said. You do have to have a plan, and a lot of that is the coaches you know, early in the week putting a plan together so that players aren't left on an island blocking other great players. And You really do that every week, looking at the opponent and who their top guys are and how we have to contain them. Last week, we said there were a couple guys in their defense we had to block, and our guys got them blocked, and it made a big difference.
2: Garrett, before you get out of here, I got to ask you about the first play of the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened and, uh, with uh, Kirk yeah. tripping over your feet? What, yeah, that must have been just a, a thrill to see that happen.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was a great way to start the you know. <laughs> game. No, I mean it's just it, it that happens. was on me. I mean just, it just comes down to technique and. Um, I gotta have lower pads and, and a better backside hand, and just uh, gain ground my first step. That's the uh, nose
0: guard jumped the cadence. I could, yeah. when he snapped the ball, I felt like the nose guard was in, you know, getting in the neutral zone quickly, and I kind, I could sense we got a problem here, and so right away the rest of the game we did some things with the snap count to unsettle them. That same player jumped off sides only a few snaps later, right. and so it was great by our coaches and by our guys to pay attention to those kinds of things so that we can start to win that game within the yeah. game when it comes to the snap count and how to have a have that be a weapon for us and not something the defense can take advantage of. You transitioning here guys, uh Tuesday is the traditional off day in the NFL. What does an off day look like for you guys? I think it's different for everybody. For me, you know, I'm married with two kids. You guys are younger, you don't have kids. So what do your off days look like in the NFL? I mean I, I
5: think what's fun is the, the whole offensive line comes in and gets a lift on the off day and we lift together as a unit. Um, that's something that's been done here for a while, it sounds like. And so uh, obviously don't need to, but I think moving around is the best thing for soreness and just staying active. And so it starts with that and then maybe a meal after uh, with the guys. But then after that, it's it's getting off your feet, um, kind of detaching a little bit from football. And then we'll we'll start on Chicago. We'll start on that week's opponent just uh, watching their last game and stuff like that. But um, I think the biggest thing is taking kind of a mental break. What well, about you guys, Brian? What do you like doing your day off?
1: I don't know if it's what I like doing, but Tuesday's <laughs> really doing. the only day where I get something productive done at the house, whether I'm it's the same way. cleaning right. the kitchen or doing laundry or yeah. Picking up my stuff that's been left out, just because I know on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like there's just no chance that anything's getting done, and, right. uh, unless Ben does it. Ben's I, not gonna I, be I'm, to it. It. Not gonna I'm certainly you. not doing no, it. No. no. So Tuesday's the day. We just usually had people in town for the weekend if we had a home yeah. game. So um, just tra- kind of trying to get everything in order so that Wednesday through Sunday, literally all I think about is the game and yeah, what well goes said. into it. And so once kind of Wednesday comes around, it's you're locked yeah. in. So whatever you need to get done, it better get done on Monday well afternoon said. or Tuesday. Uh,
3: yep. Uh, Yeah, same thing, like uh, getting in the weight room, getting a lift in. Mainly Tuesdays are a day where, uh, you know, the fiancé and I will go get a nice meal. Um, Other than that, we're usually just relaxing. I'm taking care of my body, whatever I got to do to get my body feeling right for Wednesday's practice. Um, But, yeah, like, like everyone, just getting off your feet. You know, it's such a physical, mental load, that whole week of preparation and then the game. Um, And then sometimes if you're traveling, night games, it's a lot. So that's the day where, you know, you got to take care of your mind, take care of your body and just relax and then strap it up, get ready to go next day.
2: Garrett Bradbury, anything um, in the National Football League surprised you in your rookie year that maybe you didn't anticipate the business side of it? Or just as these guys are talking about really learning how to take care of your body? And in a marathon season like you're about to embark on here?
5: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a big change, but um, I think the biggest thing I've done is just trying to lean on guys like these, these two right here. Brian, who went through the exact same thing last year, rookie year, Pat, two years ago. And then you have, like, Riley Reed, Josh Klein, who have been in, in the league for several years. And so it's just kind of, learning what they do, um, following their lead, following their footsteps, and just kind of put your head down and, and take it one day at a time. I don't
0: know that he planned on making cold brew each night for <laughs> yeah, the offensive yeah. line to be able to yeah. enjoy the following morning. That probably yeah. was a bit of a surprise. Yeah,
2: big surprise. <laughs> well, you guys are all really young. It looks like you got a nucleus here for a long time. How important would that be for you to stick together for, for years to come in this facility and playing uh, on, on this football team?
3: Uh, yeah, I think cohesiveness on the offensive line is is key and i i feel like we we're doing a good job of that right now with all the players that are in the room i think we have a great room great guys we get along great uh we hang out we have relationships with each other with each other's families girlfriends wives fiancés whatever we're all getting along really well and and i think when you can have a relationship like that with the, the guys in your room that you're going to battle with, it, it makes you play harder for one another yeah. and um, I think we've got a good thing going on, not only in our room, but on this team.
2: If well, I could add something, uh, you know, they had this big reunion this weekend with the 1969 team mm-hmm. 50 year anniversary and I had a chance to emcee mm-hmm. to, to the program and it, it, interesting to hear your words and hearing those guys talk about the brotherhood that they have, 50 years later they still talk about specifics with games and outside the arena, outside the games and how tight a group they are. And that, Different time, different era, but an incredible bond. And I think that's sort of the same words that we're hearing from, from you guys today, which is really important beyond what happens on
0: Sundays. The game has changed a great deal through the years, but the the, the locker room and the fact that you're going to battle with your buddies, that hasn't changed.
2: Well, you want to thank Brian O'Neill and Pat Elfline and Garrett Bradbury for stopping by. Thank you, body. guys.
0: Really appreciate you giving us the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks for having Great job. Us.
2: Had a blast. All right, man. We'll be back with more with Under center right. with Kirk Cousins. And welcome back with uh, Kirk Cousins. It's fun to hear from your offensive lineman, but it's also fun to hear from uh, some of the fans as well. And we got some voicemails for you, Kirk, that you're uh, ready to attack. So let's hear from some of our fans.
0: Hi, Kirk. My name is Chris Ferreira, and I'm from Minnesota. And what do you think about us getting the new offensive lineman? Do you think that will help you be a better quarterback to get higher stats and to take us to the Super Bowl? What a great question by Chris. It's great to have the offensive lineman in here, too. I do think that the offensive line play is crucial to our success, and I think the first three weeks of the season have shown that. Their ability to not only help us run the ball, but prevent sacks, uh, their ability to protect. Uh, we gotta keep them healthy. You know, depth is always something you, you worry about in the NFL, and, and, uh, we always have a next man up mentality, and Dakota Dozier did a great job, uh, in a couple times having to jump into the game, but, uh, uh, I love what what we're doing up front. I love Coach Dennison, our offensive line coach, and Coach Janoco, his assistant. And so, we've got a good core group. Uh, young too, we just, yeah. and, and young. We just have to keep keep them healthy and stay at it and not be complacent. Let's go to our next caller.
5: Hello, my name is Eugene. I'm from Minneapolis. I have a question for Kirk Cousins. Besides U.S. Bank Stadium, what is your favorite place to play? In terms of uh, atmosphere and overall
0: environment? Well, they're all pretty similar in terms of the feel. I think a couple places that stand out uh, difficult to play would be Seattle with the noise. Arrowhead is also very loud, but I love the feel of Arrowhead. It doesn't feel corporate. It feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe what a game would feel like 50 years ago, and I like that a lot. Um I do like playing within our division uh, for different reasons, you know, Lambeau because of the history, Soldier Field in part because of the history, in part because I grew up in Chicago, and so for me that's a moment of, wow, I'm really in the NFL, like I'm playing at Soldier Field, this is a stadium I used to tailgate outside and, and, and dream about playing in. So to play there is special. And then going back to Michigan, where I also grew up, went to high school in Michigan to play against the Lions, the team that was on Sundays on TV every week, and all my buddies are Lions fans. That also is a special moment. Well, let's so, go to one,
2: one more caller here. Let's see what we got.
5: Hey, Kirk. It's Nathan from Minneapolis, Minnesota, currently in Springfield, Missouri. Just wondering what it's like to go against that Defense every single day in practice and the kind of challenges they present, and what are some of the points of emphasis that you guys try to get against them during practice, trying to have some success? So let's go beat Chicago on Sunday School.
0: So, one of the things I'm learning as I get to be an older player is that we spend 15 weeks a year preparing for a 16 game season. And so really half of our time on task is spent not even in the season. It's OTAs, mini camp, training camp. And that means I'm going against Mike Zimmer's defense every single one of those 15 weeks. And so you get very familiar with the players, with the scheme, and how difficult it is to block a Linval Joseph and to you know, pick up a blitz of a Harrison Smith or to get open on Trey Waynes or Xavier Rhodes. And so we have some great battles day in and day out, and uh, it makes us better in the long run. But our coaches, our offensive coaches, were adamant about not – Scheming to play our defense. We're not going to play them during the season, and so we're not going to go out of our way in practice to do things to try to beat them in practice, knowing that in the games it's going to catch up with us. And that was frustrating, you know, in May and June and August, knowing that, you know, I don't want to go out there and feel like we have tough plays to run or that our defense is taking it to us. I'm too competitive. And yet, you know, obviously that was the right approach because. It's all about those 16 games in the fall, and that's where our focus was. And so many times, because our focus is on those 16 games in the fall, and what we need to do as an offense, the defense does often get us and have the upper hand, and that can be tough. But it's a great back-and-forth, very competitive.
2: Well, Mike Zimmer made it very clear even right after the game on Sunday that uh, nice win, great effort. we got to turn our attention right now to even a much bigger game in Chicago at Soldier Field and uh, needn't say anything else. It's all about uh, beating the Bears on Sunday. Yeah,
0: tough place to play, really good defense, defending division champs. For all those reasons and more, um, we got our work cut out for us, not only on Sunday, but in our preparation to get there. So um, I can't wait for that opportunity on Sunday. I've been looking forward to a game like this really since Week 17 last year didn't go our way. And uh, we got to get one play at a time, which, again, is cliche, but it's the right approach. And make sure one way or another, doesn't have to be pretty, we come out there with a win. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks so much, Mark.
2: My pleasure. You've been listening to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. Thanks for listening.